This is Podcast Game Show, the first trivia quiz show built exclusively as, well, a podcast. In each episode, we put a new contender to the test. It's season two, and this time, it's all about your favorite social media personalities and experts. Play along and find out what they really know. That's a good question. 20 contenders, four finalists, only one winner. Who will it be? Let's find out on Podcast Game Show. I'm Brandon Beard. Welcome back to Podcast Game Show. I am really excited today to welcome Ted Rubin as a contestant on the show. Ted, how you doing? I'm doing great, Brandon. Happy to be here. Looking forward to having some fun. Heck yeah. So just a little bit about Ted. Ted's uh, he's number 13 on Ford's top 50 social media power influencers. He is a social marketing strategist, keynote speaker and acting chief marketing officer of brand innovators. Ted's one of the most followed uh, chief marketing officers on Twitter. And, um, you know, he's got a huge following and one thing that I've read this I love about Ted is many people in the social media world know him for his enthusiastic, energetic, and undeniably personal connection to his people. Oh, and he has a book coming out. We'll talk about that, oh, which came out last year, How to Look People in the Eye Digitally. Ted, so that's a little bit about you. Now we're going to just get right into the game, and then we'll come back and talk a little more, okay? Awesome, you- awesome, because like trivia is my life. I mean, I I really don't do any. Everyone thinks I do social media, but all I do is wait for these opportunities to show my immense knowledge in trivia. Not go ahead. I know you're. uh, I I heard you're hanging out at all the trivia nights. Oh yeah, that's me. Sharpen that knife. So Ted, uh, I'll tell you the rules uh, real quick for you and those at home. Um, You're gonna answer 15 questions and one final rapid fire question at the end. You want to shoot to get 10 right if you can. You're gonna have three cheats to help you on your way. So remember this. Two hints. So twice in the game, I can just give you a hint if you need help. And the third cheat is I will give you eight seconds to Google an answer. (laughs) Eight seconds. To answer the third cheat question, though, you will have to answer a question about yourself. So I've got some cards here with some other questions there. And at the end of the season, our top four players will come back face off to win the grand prize, which is a year subscription to audiobooks.com. Um, you can use that for yourself or give it to your audience members, whatever you want. So just an uh, awesome little prize there at the end for whoever comes out on top. Uh, I'm, I'm excited and ready to go. All right, let's do it. Question number one, Ted, what classic toy went down the stairs alone or in Slinky. Boom. That trivia knowledge is already paying off. That's because you have something that a 58-year-old would know. <laughs> <laughs> Slinky. Exactly. Okay. Do I get credit for answering it before the question's finished? Um, you get <laughs> mad respect. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's re- that's the real currency of this game. Anyway. Because that also takes a little bit of balls, you know, like to jump in. Because what if the question was a little different? You know, and I, or, or actually balls or stupidity. It could be one or the other. One or the other. Uh, both can help you sometimes. <laughs> so let's, uh, all right, one for one. All right, let's keep moving. Richard Branson said he was sad after what airline announced it was buying Virgin American Airlines for $4 billion. Now, this is multiple choice. Oh, what was that? Alaska. Alaska. It was multiple choice, and you didn't even need it. Alaskan Airlines. That's right. He was upset because he's not a U.S. citizen, so he wasn't allowed to have enough voting shares to stop the merger, or so he said. 
Well, I guess maybe he wanted JetBlue. Who knows? I would have liked to prefer to have seen JetBlue. Boy, next question, number three. What kind of dog is Snoopy? It's either... A beagle. Oh. Killing it. Beagle. I won't even go over the choices because we didn't need them. Question number four, a little bit more pop culture. If you want to visit the ancestral homeland of the Kardashian family, what Central Asian country should you visit? It's multiple choice. Do you need the choices on this one? I do. Okay. I'm not a big Kardashian fan. Yes, neither am I. The Kardashians are either from Armenia, Azerbaijan, or Syria. You have hints. I don't know if I would use Azerbaijan. One. Azerbaijan. Lock in on Azerbaijan. Is it Azerbaijan? Oh, good guess. Very close. Armenia. 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 I knew it was in Syria, but I wasn't sure about the other. Yeah. Armenia. Okay, that's all right. Last question in this first round. You're three out of four. Let's go for four here. And this is multiple choice. Urban Dictionary defines this as the act of suddenly ceasing all communication with someone you are dating. It's either catfishing, ghosting, or fracking. Ghosting. Ghosting. Now, why do you say ghosting? It just makes sense. I, I don't really have a clue, but I'm just thinking, you know, if you all of a sudden stop communication, it's like you're a ghost. Going with your instinct. I like it because it is. That is correct. Ghosting. I have been the victim of ghosting many times. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> so, club. <laughs> yeah. So you basically explain it. It's done in the hopes that the ghostee will just get the hint and leave the subject alone. But it happens. And it works. That's right. Well, <laughs> it works. It, it works if you have some self-respect. That's right. If you have self-respect. Done with level one. After that first round, four out of five, how are you feeling now? Well, I'm feeling good because, like I said, you asked all the old guy questions. Let's see what happens when you start getting to like the more like current events or pop culture or, you know, you noticed I missed the pop culture one. So <laughs> That's all right. Hey, it, it's a crapshoot on this show. You never know what you're going to get, but uh, you're doing well so far. So let's talk about you a little bit. You know, I talked I talked about, um, you know, you're high on the social media power influencer list. You have a book. Um, you have several, but how to look people in the eye digitally. That was released last year. So what are you working on right now? My first book came out in January of 2013, which is really the basis of my brand, which is called return on relationship, return on relationships. All right. And that's the basis of your brand. So tell me a little about that. Well, you know, for me, uh, you know, I believe that everything is about relationships. It's just something I've preached for a long time. It's something that I knew growing up. I was always a networker. What I didn't realize that more than a networker, uh, I've always been a community builder. Um, and I started talking about and evangelizing the term return on relationship uh, back in the beginning of 2009. And just to define it quickly, you know, simply put, it's the value that's accrued by a person or a brand 
due to nurturing relationship. Uh, ROI, return on investment, is simple dollars and cents, but ROR is the value, both perceived and real, that will accrue over time through connection, trust, loyalty, recommendations, and sharing. And contrary to what a lot of people think when they hear about it, they think I'm saying ROR versus ROI, but I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that ROR, return on relationship, will enhance your ROI in every aspect. It's great advice uh, for the digital world and also uh, in life. I'd say yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And um, it, it, now we talked about that. Uh, how to look people in the eye digitally? Um, what does that deal with specifically? Well, th- what that's really talking about is how to connect with people in the digital world um, in the same way you were taught. I'm not saying people necessarily do this these days, but the way you were taught to do properly in the real world, which is when you're talking to somebody, pay attention to them, look in their eyes, listen to what they're saying, pay attention and possibly repeat back something they're saying, notice something they're wearing. If you're in their office, you know, look at the photos on the walls, the diplomas, find points of emotional and personal connection. And what happens is a lot of people have moved into this digital world and they think making a friend means clicking a button and it doesn't that click of a button is like a handshake if you and i are at an event and we simply shake hands we're not friends what that is is that's an invitation to start a friendship and what i talk about in in how to look people in eye digitally is how to make pe- how to make people know that you're paying attention to them and truth be told it's so much easier in the digital world these days because you don't have to listen at the moment someone's talking to you or worry about whether there's photos on the walls or photos on the desk or diplomas we have it all available to us go to linkedin go to google go to social platforms all this information is there for the taking and unfortunately most people are just ignoring it and again they click a button they move on to the next they click a button they move on to the next they're not building real lasting and most importantly valuable relationships so what i talk about is making people feel that they're special calling them by name knowing something about them keeping records knowing that you can go back to your emails and know what you talked about with someone before you talk to them to next the next time keep that stuff in your context files use different applications that allow you to access whether it's social platforms or aggregated together and show that you actually care. So that's what all that is about. And it's something that I'm trying to teach people how to do. I'm trying to teach companies how to do, and I'm trying to make them understand that you actually can scale this. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so important to do it. And you're right. I think people are starting to realize that in the digital world where, you know, you have to treat people like people and uh, not just click a button. Okay. Ted. So um, to check that out again, how to look people in the eye digitally and you are from Huntington, New York, and Pompano Beach. Tell me about that's, that. That's correct. Well, um, I grew up in Long Island. Um, I live in Huntington. Uh, I moved there to be close to my daughters when um, a, some, a few years after my divorce. Uh, my second home is my place in Florida. I've been, I'm very lucky. My college roommate, who I will have known for 40 years this August, I met him my freshman week at Cornell, um, has been my buddy for life. Uh, I was spending a lot of time down here the last few years because my mom and dad both passed away in the last two years. My dad two years ago, my mom about a year ago, and I was coming down a lot to see them. And then when my dad 
dad passed a little over two years ago, I was coming down every two to three weeks to spend time with my mom, and I stayed with my buddy. And um, after my mom passed, and I came back down here to clean out the house, which he was helping me do, um, you know, he let me know that this is my place, and the bedroom is my bedroom, and this is my second home. So it's become my second home. I'm, I'm renovating it. I'm, I'm adding things to it. And I actually plan on moving here full time sometime in the next 12 to 18 months. Dual citizen, New York, Florida. You know, it's all about relationships, right? I mean, this is something that's been made possible for me because uh, of a great friendship. Now, fun fact about you. um, (laughs) I have the hashtag uh, Ted Saki here. What's going on there? If you ever uh, get on Twitter, hashtag Ted Saki or Instagram, I should say. Well, it's really a simple story, but I use it a lot to express to brands how to find things that will connect you consumers to friends to followers. Um, I like funky socks, and I have for many, many years, and I wear them all the time. And about six years ago, um, people started noticing. I would be speaking at a lot of blogger conferences, and I'd be up on the stage, and bloggers would notice my socks, and a number of them started taking pictures of them. And then this one particular blogger named Sandy Jenny, who runs a blog called... Um, I mean, whose Twitter handle is Organizer Sandy, um, and is also a photographer, took some pictures of the socks of my feet and the socks I was wearing and posted them, and it just started taking on a life of its own. Then I, a buddy of mine named Joel Com said, you know, you should call those Sockies. Um, and I, just like a selfie. So I started calling them Saki, but that caught on so big that everybody was using Saki. So a woman named Sue Zimmerman, who I'm friends with, said, you know, you should have your own hashtag for that. Call it Ted Saki. And I started doing that, I don't know, about three years ago, maybe more. And now um, every time I fly, every day when I wear a pair of funky socks, and I weave it into like storytelling, like I'm on my way somewhere. All the airlines know that whenever I'm flying on their airline, I post it in front of my laptop. And it's what it's done is it's not only made something that people ask me about all the time, but it's made it an easy way for people to engage with me. And what it also is, it's me embracing something other people found remarkable about my brand, about what I do, about something I love. All they have to do is ask about the socks and the conversation starts. That's awesome. It's such a small thing, but it's so funny and unique and you know authentic, like you said. I love it. All right, and uh, before we get back into the game, you brought a, a trivia question for us today. What do you have? I did, Brandon. You know, and um, I know you're a little younger than me, but this is this is sports um, history that's you know very important to me because of who I'm a fan of. But what I want to know is, do you know what the immaculate reception is? Oh gosh, this is embarrassing because I. Do, but not well enough to explain it. Um, this is arguably football. the most famous play in the history of the Amer- of American football. It was NFL, right? Or it may have been before the NFL was the NFL. Oh, uh, it was NFL. Okay. Please, go ahead. Um, enlighten us, because obviously I need it. It's the nickname for a play that happened in the ni- in, in 1972 in the AFC Divisional Playoffs. Uh, the Steelers were trailing in the last 30 seconds of the game. Um, against the Oakland Raiders, and their quarterback, Terry Bradshaw, threw a pass attempt to a guy named John Fuqua, and the ball bounced off the hands of Raiders safety Jack Tatum, the opposition, and as it fell to the ground, the Steelers' famous um, um, fullback, who is uh, in the Hall of Fame, scooped it up and ran for the game-winning touchdown. 
And it was it was just miraculous. And it happens that Franco is a friend of mine who I know through my buddy Steve Spiro. So not I, I mean, I'm not he was not then he became later. So I've been lucky enough to kind of hear about that and see the, the sheepish grin on his face when he talks about it. But it was just a remarkable play and something that's a big part of football lore. That's amazing. Yes, I, I couldn't think of the team, but I could envision the play almost in my head. Yeah, it's definitely probably the most famous mo- uh, moment in uh, NFL. With that, are you ready to get back into the game? I'm ready to go. All right. Next question. Question number six is an audio question. This time I'm going to play for you a short little clip from a movie. You need to identify what movie this is, okay? Here we go. That's the way it is. It's down there and I'm in here. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living. Get busy dying. Do you know what movie that is? Not a multiple choice, I take it. Not a multiple choice. The quote was basically, you know, I'm in here, uh, get busy living, get busy dying. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. Okay. Would you like to use a hint? Uh, Why not? Why not? This movie was nominated for Best Picture in 1994. It featured an actor who, because of this movie, became very well known for being a narrator. Don't know. Don't know? No guesses? No, I, got, I don't even have a clue. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is the movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, just, I couldn't relate that to the movie. Uh, well, you know, out of context, sometimes it's hard. That's, I would say, the iconic quote from the movie. Um, get busy living or get busy dying. Okay. Hey, don't worry about it. Let's move on to the next one. This is multiple choice, which should help you out. Curious George's best friend is a man in a yellow what? Hat. Hats. Again, again you're asking old guy questions now. That's, That's right. Easy. Man in the yellow hat. All right. I'm a big Curious George fan. Do you eat tuna fish? Um, I do. Okay. Well, you might get this next one then. What is not a brand of tuna fish? And here are the choices. Which one is not a brand of tuna fish? Chicken of the sea? Bumblebee? Or sun-kissed. Wait a second. Which one is not a brand not, of tuna fish? Not a brand of tuna fish. Oh, it would have to be sun-kissed. I'm locking on sun-kissed. Is it sun-kissed? Yeah. yeah. Star-kissed is a brand of tuna fish. Right, which is what threw me for a second. Next question. A technology question for you. I mean, this is just either you got to take a guess, probably which came first, the kidney dialysis machine, the TV dinner or instant cake mix. Oh, my God. Which one came first? Could you give the three to me again? The kidney dialysis machine, the TV dinner or instant cake mix. Instant cake mix. Instant cake mix is what he's saying came first. I'm going to lock you in on that. Is it instant cake mix? Uh, oh, good guess. 
That actually came the latest. It was the dialysis machine. Came in you 19- know, I, th- I thought it was a trick question. I thought that was going to be the answer. Yeah, yeah, you would think. Uh, dialysis was 1944. Cake mix was 1949. And TV dinner actually was the latest, 1953. Yeah, okay, I figured that. Who the hell would know that? Really? <laughs> TV question here. Greendale Community College is the setting for what campus comedy that started on NBC? And featured Chevy Chase. Is it either Freaks and Geeks, Community, or Glee? <laughs> Star Chevy Chase. Uh, you know, I have no clue. Um, I, I through this. The only one I've ever heard of is Glee, but I can't imagine Chevy Chase was in that unless he was like some old prof- teacher or professor. But I'm going to guess Glee only because it's the only one I've ever heard of. All right, he's going to guess Glee because it's the only one he's ever heard of. Is it Glee? Oh. Should have thought a little bit uh, outside of what you heard of. You're right. He was not in Glee. It was Community. Community College. The name of it was Community. Again, if you didn't see it, you wouldn't. If you didn't see it, you wouldn't know it. Okay, well, that ends round two. Six out of ten so far. Let's rock it through the last five here, all right? And this, you actually mentioned your buddy Joel Com earlier. He's going to help you out here on this next question. So I've got an audio clip. Joel Com is describing something. You're going to have to identify what he's describing. So it was a children's show, and it was after my kids were into watching children's shows and they're 21 and 24 now and they were multiple colors and incredibly annoying and television was associated with it. No idea. (laughs) All right. Do you want to just take a guess? Just skip it. Pass. Pass. I have no idea. Teletubbies was the answer. Oh, okay. Teletubbies, incredibly annoying television associated with it. There you go. Moving on to question number 12. Which movie studio, which also owns a theme park, made the early horror films Dracula and Frankenstein and the more recent horror film Fast and Furious 6? Owns a theme park. I, I could, would have to say that it's Disney. It's not Disney. I didn't think it could be, but I have well, no idea. When you have, there are theme parks. There is only one other option. Universal. Universal Studios. Ah, right. Universal. Okay. It's all right. Not a big fan of Fast and Furious 6. I'm taking it. Uh, no, yeah, not really. Me neither. I've never seen it. I know, and even if I am, I, I, would, I don't pay attention to studios or, you know, yeah. that means nothing to me. Hey, it's trivia. That's it. Right. <laughs> Sports question here. The Huskies are the mascot for which university? University of Connecticut, University of Alaska, University of Minnesota. Okay, I thought the Huskies was Washington. I'm not saying it's the only school that might have Uh, the Huskies, but out of those uh, three. Then I'll guess Alaska. Lock in on Alaska. Logical guess. Unfortunately, it's not correct. UConn, University of Connecticut. Really? They're the Huskies? I had no idea. Yeah, UConn so they're Huskies. The Huskies. And Washington is the Huskies? Wow. I, I think so. I think yeah, Washington, Washington was the University other. of Washington is definitely the Huskies. Yeah. But UConn is as well, so these are okay. both the Huskies. Cool. Two more questions. 
This web browser created by Google is the most commonly used in the U.S. today. Chrome. Of course it is. Chrome. Last question. Make it count. What kind of animal is a Bruin? What kind of animal is a Bruin? It's a Bruin. It is also a mascot of some schools, the Bruins, but really just asking what kind of an animal is a Bruin. You have a hint. You have your uh, Google. I I think it's a bear. All right. Bear. Hey, you got a last one right. It is a bear. All right. Well, at the end of the main uh, round, you got eight out of 15. Well done. Some of those film and pop culture things tripped you up, but some of those, who the heck would know? Um, One last question here. This is a bonus question, okay? What I'm going to do is give you 20 seconds to name the top 10 items in this category. You can answer and fire off as many answers as you want. You're not penalized. You can get credit up to 7 out of 10. So, name seven of the last 10 Democratic presidents. Okay, well, the easy ones are Obama, Clinton, Kennedy, Carter, Johnson, Roosevelt. Few seconds left. Truman, Wilson, uh, I don't know, Andrew. Time is up. Well, you rocked that one. Obama, correct. Clinton, correct. Kennedy, correct. Carter, Johnson. You said Roosevelt, meaning FDR. That's correct. Yes. Truman and uh, Wilson. Wow. Got, I think you got 10 at least. So we can give you credit for up to seven of those. Well, that pretty much ends it. So your final score is 8.7, eight main questions, seven of those bonus. How do you feel after going through this gauntlet of trivia today, oh, Ted? I, I feel awesome, man. I'm just ready to attack the rest of the day. <laughs> Good. We got your brain fired up now. Oh, you bet. All right. And before I let you go, um, what are you going to take away? Anything you learned? Um, well, the, it's really important that I now know the Kardashians are from Armenia. So that's something that I'm going to put to really important use really soon. Yeah, you can uh, go use that later on today. Hashtag it in a Ted Saki or something. Abs- perfect. <laughs> uh, Ted, it's been great playing with you. A lot of fun. Great talking to you. Um, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure, Brandon. Uh, thanks for having me. You Listen, uh, make it a great week. Well, as we wrap things up, I want to thank Ted Rubin again. And if you want to find out more about Ted, you can check out the show notes page at podcastgameshow.com forward slash Ruben. If you're on the website, you can also sign up for our email list, which will put each week's episodes right there on your inbox every Tuesday. You get early access to Thursday's episodes, and you can unsubscribe anytime you want, so uh, there's really no risk. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Do it. And come back next time as Joe Polizzi of the Content Marketing Institute steps into the arena and shows us what he's got. Thanks. Talk to you then.